Good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy that we're all here. Please stand and join us in worship. Sweet, sweet. 
Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. And when I was growing up, in our hymn books, there was a little bit written above that verse to be sung only on Christmas morning. And so it's kind of special for me to sing it today. But it makes me think of different things around the world. People worship a little bit differently. And that brings us to our missionaries. We're going to continue our worship in bringing our gifts, and our gifts today will go to support our missionaries. And they're spread throughout the world, although some of them are local. We have Fred Victory, who is there in, in, out in the Middle East, and he is on his own, away from family this Christmas, but I'm sure with friends and in good fellowship. Then we have Eve, whose ministry is in Ethiopia, but she's around. We have the Barnhorns in Ontario, but their work is in Nigeria. And we have Fernando Trevino, who is in Colombia. So let's um, pray for these people. But before that, I'll tell you that, that you can give your offering as shown on the screen behind me, I think, and, or in the boxes on either side. So as the worship team and choir lead us in the next um, hymn song, you can come on up and give your offering. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we can remember this happy morning on which you came into the world to save us from our sins. And in gratitude, we want to give to you, give our gifts, and we pray that they will support our missionaries throughout the world, that your word will spread the good news to all men, which you was proclaimed at your birth. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Please rise again.
Good morning and Merry Christmas. The King is born. What a special day that we get to worship our Saviour and King together this morning. And I think it's special in that we can just be here to worship. It's been kind of a strange week and we haven't all been able to get together. But thank you so much, worship team and choir, for leading us in worship this morning. So welcome to New Life Church. My name is Janet and I'm your host this morning. And a special welcome to guests in person or online. And we're glad that you are joining us. Uh, We want to connect connect you into our community. So if you are a guest, you're invited to fill out a Connect card, which you'll either find in the uh, chair in front of you or you will... uh, be able to connect online with the host. If you fill out a connect card and bring it to the information booth, you will receive a Christmas gift. Well, it's the same gift as usual, but we can call it a, we can call it a Christmas present because it's today. Okay, so uh, next time we would like you all to be here is in fact next year. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Sounds a long way off. But next Sunday is New Year's Day, and everybody is invited to come. And we're having a new series. Um, We'll be thinking about resolutions and new ambitions in our lives. Well, I'm not so sure I like that, but I hope it's going to be good. I'm sure it will. And it's it's called Resolve. I hope they're not going to ask us to do too many hard things, but... We need it sometimes. Well, I do. So we'll be focused... Oh, okay, now I'm reading the next bit. It sounds a lot better. Kicking off that service on New Year's Day, we'll be focusing on loving the Lord with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That sounds a lot better than I was thinking of diets and exercise and things like that. We will also have an extended fellowship time during the service in which we can greet each other. But we're asking that people bring any leftover Christmas baking that you'd like to share with your well wishes for one another during that time. So if you're Christmas baking by that time, you've had enough of yours, come and get someone else's. We're looking forward to worshipping with you in the new year and excited to see what 2023 will bring. So you don't get your fellowship time, you've got to sit there a bit longer, but Pastor Nathan is coming up and he's going to tell a story to all the children. So um, I think you want the children up as well, don't you? Yeah, all the children, come on up and join Pastor Nathan. And I hear that there's some candy canes for the children. Uh, For the children. All right, gather around here, because we're going to talk about these candles. So just gather around. Yep, that's good. Excellent. Grab a seat. All right, perfect. Excellent. All right, just come on in. Excellent. Good. Yes. Come on up. Come on up. Anybody else uh, can come on up too if you want a candy cane later. So uh, you got to be up front then. Uh, so I see Art is uh, wanting a candy cane. And look at all these guys. Wow. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas, kids. So good to see you. So I, I thought I'd talk a little bit about these candles. See, we don't normally have candles in church, uh, but always the Sundays before Christmas, we have candles. And candles are for waiting. Well, sometimes candles are just because the power went out or something. But um, when the candles are here in church, it's about waiting. We're waiting for something. So five weeks ago, we started with the first candle... And the first candle was uh, represented, talked about uh, waiting for hope. 
We're waiting for hope. We're hoping for something. Right? What are you hoping for? Today, what are you hoping for? Yes, uh, Christ. The right answer is Jesus. What else are you hoping for? <laughs> Gifts. Gifts, yeah. Yeah. New year. Yeah, we're hoping for a new year. Yeah. Hoping for a good new year, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so that's the candle of hope. That was the first Sunday. And then in the second Sunday, we had a candle of peace because we were waiting for peace, right? So peace throughout the world because sometimes countries fight against each other and that's happening right now and so that makes the world kind of a broken place. But maybe sometimes we want peace in our families, right? Maybe we fight with our brothers and sisters and all that kind of stuff. So we want peace in our families. We want peace in our own heart, right? Then the third Sunday was the candle of um, joy. And because we're waiting for joy. So, and then the fourth candle was the candle of love because we're waiting for love, right? All of us need to be loved. And so we're waiting for love. Sometimes we get that from our parents, from our siblings, from our families, from our grandma and grandpas. But ultimately, we, we get that love from God. And then the other thing that a candle is all about is not just about waiting, but it's also about light. And so, uh, because obviously a candle, that's why when the power goes out, we light a candle because it gives off light, right? And so the candles are also about light, but today is a special uh, candle day. And we call the very center, the fifth candle, we call that the Christ candle because Jesus is the light of the world, right? He is Christ too, yes, yes. All right, so, uh, so hope and peace, joy and love. Somebody want to can- blow out the candle for hope? Go for it. And, oh, there we go, okay. Okay, so I'm just going to blow out the rest of these because I don't. (laughs) So what was this? That was the candle of hope. What's this one? Peace. Right on. Okay. What's this one? Joy. Okay. Can you do that one? You dare? There, right. Nice. That's right. And now we get to light the candle, the Christ candle, right? How about somebody else? Okay. You know, these things are really complicated, aren't they? Hold it down. Oh. <laughs> What's Christmas without a difficult lighter? No, it doesn't work. Here. There we go. All right. All right. So. All right. So now the Christ candle is lit. And that means that Jesus is the light of the world. He brings hope into the world. He brings peace into the world. He brings joy into the world. He brings love into the world. And our job, your job, is to also bring that hope that peace, that joy, that love into the world. So at the end of the service, all right, at the end of the service, we're going to have a candle lighting. I'm going to light a big candle from this candle, from the Christ candle, and then we're going to get four other people, whoever happens to sit in the front row uh, or in the nearest row, and we're going to have them pass the flame onto the candles. So you, you want to make sure that you have a candle, And during the fellowship time, anybody else that doesn't have a candle, you want to make sure you have a candle, uh, you can grab uh, a candle at the entrances. And uh, and we'll have a candle lighting at the end of the service. All right? And in the meantime, uh, we're going to carry on with our worship service, but you also get a candy cane. Excellent.
Go for it. Hey, look at that. They hooked together. Oh, that one's busted. There you go. No. So, in addition to sucking on a candy cane throughout the rest of the service, you can also grab an uh, activity sheet. And um, the activity sheet is uh, just, I think, over there. Yeah, it is, in the treasure box. All right? compliment the parents on such polite kids. They're all taking just one. Come on. Excellent. All right. Okay. Um, so, um, you can go back to your seats, and we're going to enter a time of fellowship and uh, enjoy... And uh, head on up to, where's Seat of an Eggman? Raise your hand. Right there. Just say happy birthday to Seat of an Eggman. Happy birthday.
All right, if you would take a seat, please. That's uh, three minutes docked off of your next fellowship time. That's all right. Good. Excellent. Well, hey, welcome again to New Life. So good to be together. And uh, yeah, disappointing we missed out on Christmas Eve, but uh, we're here to worship the newborn king. So let's uh, gather around God's word to hear uh, the good news and... uh, But before we do that, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Indeed, your glory shines brightly on this Christmas day. Father, we give you thanks for uh, sending your son as the savior of the world, the light of the world, the one who brings hope, and peace, and joy, and love. God, we praise you. And so in the midst of uh, all of the celebrations of Christmas, God, we also want to lift up all of the worries and concerns that we have, all of the ways in which uh, we continue to struggle in this world. We pray especially for those who are sick, those who are struggling with illness and disease. Father, uh, we pray that you will be close to them today. May you be uh, their strength and shield. Father, uh, we pray especially for uh, Len Grudhoff uh, in the hospital. We pray too for uh, Joyce Venema, and we pray for others uh, struggling with uh, sickness and uh, pray for a special blessing and uh, of healing for them. We pray too, God, uh, for our world, for uh, all of the brokenness that we witness, all of the things uh, that uh, bring misery, violence, even hatred into our world. God, we pray that you will be that Prince of Peace, that establishes peace and well-being in this world and in our lives. And so we uh, pray, God, that as we hear your word, you will bless it to our hearts, that not just today, but in each of the days and weeks, months, and yes, years ahead, we will know the joy of your salvation. May it live in our hearts May it be evident in the way we live our lives. May it be to your honor and to your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, I know. Yes, excellent. Thank you. And um, I, know, I know it feels kind of almost like, well, now Christmas is over. I mean, you know, you blew out the four candles at Christmas and... So, you know, it's kind of like everything's winding down, all the excitement and, and, and so on. But actually, 
the Christmas season is just getting started. This is the very beginning of the Christmas season. We've been in a season of Advent. That's that season of waiting. But now is the Christmas season. And so uh, all of the promises that we talked about in this uh, Advent season, in the series uh, leading up to Christmas, the promises to Adam and Eve, the promise to uh, King David to be the Prince of Peace, the promise uh, that was proclaimed by John the Baptist, that promise of salvation is, is fulfilled. And today, today we're no longer waiting for the promise. It's already here. The waiting is over. We're living in a time of God with us. And if God is with us, then who can be against us? If God is with us, then we've been rescued from all harm. If God is with us, there's great comfort. There's no need for fear anymore. That's why we say, Merry Christmas. Because God is with us. From Luke chapter 2, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. In other words, he was living in that Advent season, waiting and waiting. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Merry Christmas. Well, sort of. Actually, he said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, in merriment. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory for the people of Israel. And then Luke goes on actually with this story and he also tells of another woman who was also in the temple, a a, a faithful, devout follower of God. And she too gives thanks when she sees the baby Jesus because she was living in Advent. She was living in that time of waiting for the salvation of God. And so Simeon and Anna then are, <coughs> excuse me, represents uh, any and every person who has ever longed for peace and joy. They're kind of like the Adam and Eve of the New Testament. They're waiting. Imagine. The world is a broken place, waiting for redemption, waiting for restoration, waiting for repair, waiting for salvation. Simeon and Anna longed for peace and joy. They had seen hope for deliverance dashed so many times, and yet they kept waiting for what Luke calls the consolation of Israel, the redemption of Jerusalem. In other words, salvation. They were waiting for the promise of salvation to be fulfilled that Isaiah had spoken of in Isaiah chapter 40 when he said, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Simeon and Anna, they were searching for that comfort, and they found it. They found it when they held the baby Jesus in their arms, because God was true to his promises. God with us. Which is why we say, Merry Christmas. Not because we're simply wishing you happiness, not just because we're wishing each other Uh, a good time, Merry Christmas, because God is with us. (coughs) But the thing is, large differences divide us from the life of Simeon and Anna. I mean, over 2,000 Christmases have gone by, and we're still waiting 
It's a curious thing. Every year, it's the same thing. We have four weeks of Advent, and then we have Christmas. And we have that fulfillment of the promise, but we're still waiting. So which is it? Are we waiting? Or is the promise here? In New York City, they have uh, their uh, brigade of Santa Clauses all stationed at the various Salvation Army kettles, and they're trained. They're trained, you know, to be polite and to be wonderful and to be jolly and, and so on, to uh, pass along good cheer. Well, there was one Santa Claus uh, who presented himself as a cynical Santa there in the city. So what was unexpected was that he stood there uh, unpolitely, his beard tossed to one side, cigarette dangling out of his mouth, and he pleased no one. What was even more unexpected, though, was that that cynical Santa collected more money than any of the other jolly St. Nick's. My guess is that people want the truth. And the truth is that the world is not always a very jolly place. And people know that. People acknowledge that. People perhaps favor the truth of the state of our world. But then who was right? Cynical Santa or Simeon? Can we really sing about peace and joy and mean what we sing? Can we wish others a Merry Christmas and mean more than simply have a nice day? Can we say Christmas really is more than just a festive holiday? (coughs) Of course, the right answer is yes, and yet it's hard to sustain that realization that God really is with us. We're waiting. Some of us, some of us with less eagerness than others, some with more cynicism than the rest, some with a bitter question, has anything really changed since that first Christmas? What does Merry Christmas really mean to us? Well, in one sense, it means encouragement. Simeon's song, the song that he sang, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. That song means encouragement, and our Merry Christmases mean encouragement to one another to press on the faithfulness of Simeon and Anna. We're encouragement. They're encouragement to us who are still waiting. We wait in faith, but somehow managing to hang on to the hope of consolation, the desire of redemption, the wish for salvation. And the steadfastness of saints who have gone before us is encouragement also for us to press on, to stay faithful. We need to encourage one another Yes, even with our Merry Christmas wishes to encourage one another in that waiting with comfort, with hope, with sheer trust in God's faithfulness. Now, in another sense, and this is the mystery of the gospel, I think, Simeon's song and Anna's blessing and our Merry Christmas statements are a declaration of something really changing. Something really changes. There's got to be more in our hearts than simply just some vague kind of longing, more than just a desperate or perhaps a superficial wish. There are people, of course, we are among them sometimes, who just superficially wish for better times or for more goodness ahead of them. But we know deep down none of those platitudes endure. None of them are a fulfillment of God's everlasting promise of life 
and blessing. There needs, there needs to be more if Christmas, if, if, if the one born over 2,000 years ago really does indeed bring lasting peace and joy. We read something that will reach to the, we need something that will reach to the bottom of our hearts and fill the emptiness. Can Christmas do that for us? It did for Simeon and Anna. They spent a lifetime of waiting and finally they saw what they were waiting for. Their souls were satisfied. A lot of times we live our lives and we live them in waiting. We live them in the midst of misery and friction and confusion. But can Christmas satisfy our soul in the midst of that? Simeon saw the salvation of God in the baby Jesus, and he praised God. Anna knew immediately that this child would be the redemption for all people. She taught all who would listen about this Savior's work. A lifetime of waiting bursts into joy for these people as they catch the first glimpse of the Christ child and see a whole world changed. What do you see today on this Christmas day? What do you see? Yes, everybody sees Jesus at Christmas, but does everybody see who he is? Can you, like Simeon and Anna, see the salvation of our God in in this baby born in a manger? Yes, all of us see Jesus, but will we see him as our Savior? Woody Ellen says, I would believe if only God would give me a clear sign, like making a large deposit in my name in a Swiss bank. See, what the world wants from Jesus they want something spectacular. They want a show. They want a, they want a great miracle. They, they, they want some kind of magic, something impressive. I'll believe in God when there's no more wars, says one. I'll believe in God when there's no more starving children, says another. I believe in God when we put some happiness into my life. They don't want salvation. They just... They just want to know if Jesus can get them the Christmas present that they want. Can he make me wealthy and famous? Can he make me successful and popular? Can he make me have good grades in school? Can he give me what I need or simply what I want? What do you see in Jesus on this Christmas day? What are you looking for? What do you need Jesus for? See, what we really need and what we really need to see in Jesus is the one who saves us from all of the brokenness and misery of our world and all of the brokenness and misery of our own lives and all of the emptiness of our soul. We need a Savior. One who heals our broken hearts with his love. One who restores the peace in our world by restoring the relationship between God and human beings. And that's what Simeon and Anna saw. Simeon saw little baby Jesus, and he saw him as the crucified Christ. That's why he says in verse 34, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And then he adds, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Reminds us of the Easter story. Simeon knew, learning it perhaps in his years of faithful waiting, that what he needed most, what we all need the most, is the forgiveness of our God, the redemption of our lives. We need God's grace. We need his love. 
So perhaps we've come to just another Christmas service. Perhaps this is for you just another Christmas. But in the singing of the carols, in the fellowship and in the festivities, may each of us receive, receive the gift that Simeon and Anna first rejoiced over. May we receive into our arms Jesus, our Savior. Let's pray together. Gracious God, so often we find ourselves pursuing all of the wrong things. Remind us again today, as we gather here in worship, that we worship the one who saves us, who rescues us, who redeems us. Overwhelm us, Father with this great gift that you have given to us, we pray. Move in our hearts and in our lives by the power of your spirit that once all of the festivities are over, we carry on in joy, Father, with excitement and eagerness because the promise has been fulfilled. Even so, we wait and we pray. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Thank you for your salvation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. close off the service with uh, candle lighting as we sing Silent Night, and then uh, you will be dismissed. Receive the blessing of our God as Simeon declared it. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss all your servants in peace, for our eyes 
have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. I'm going to invite uh, Dawit to come forward, Jared to come forward, and John to come forward. And I will light your candle, and if you would just... You'll go up the aisle. You'll go down the center aisle. <laughs> 